Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Hello. Hi. So what kind of wildlife have you seen lately around you? Some robins, which is a little bit unusual. In, they're in this area, but we don't usually see them in yards. And I went for a walk in our neighborhood, and there was a whole bunch just sitting in a front yard eating. Like, you could tell they were going after bugs or something in the front yard. They tend to be a little skittish. I mean, birds don't hang around normally, but these ones were just like, stop breeding. <laughs> yeah, see them every now and then, but not in large groups around us. Oh. And rarely in our backyard. Again, Very rarely. All sorts of other kind of birds, but they're ones that we'll see in our neighborhood, but they probably one or two a year maybe makes it to the backyard that we see. Yeah. Nice. So what about you? Uh, lightning bugs. Yeah. I've seen them a few times at night and seen them a few times during the day here and there. So always a little bright spot whenever you see one, even if it's during the day and they're not glowing up like, oh, do we have a little bit of magic with you? Totally. So what are we going to learn about today? The mountain bluebird. If you have not seen one of these, try. They are gorgeous. Such a vibrant blue. Yeah. Visit our website, borderexplorer.com. See a picture of one. Follow us on Instagram. (laughs) All All the socials. All the things. So what can you tell us about mountain bluebirds? They are a medium sized bird. They're about seven inches in length with a wingspan around 14 inches. Adult males have vibrant sky blue plumage on their heads, backs, and wings with a pale blue chest and belly. I love it in some places of it's cerulean. Cerulean. <laughs> sure. They clearly are not working with the eight color box. <laughs> no. They've got the 64, the full spectrum. They also have a white underbelly and a thin dark band across the upper breast. The adult females and juveniles have more subdued colors with light blue wings and tails, grayish heads, and pale underparts. Both males and females have slender straight bills and dark eyes. They're beautiful to see, but sometimes you won't recognize the blue, especially if it's at a distance. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes they're in the shadow or something, you're like, oh, it's just a bird. And then you look through binoculars or something, you're like, ooh, it's a pretty bird. Mm -hmm. So where do you find these? Mountain bluebirds are primarily found in open areas of western North America, including the western United States and parts of Canada and Mexico. And they prefer habitats with open grasslands, meadows, and foothills, often near forests or woodlands. So if you have less dense forests and woodlands with some open meadows and grasses, they'll you find them along the borders of that pretty easily. Yep, that's where we saw them. And it was, I was surprised at how many there were and how they just... They stayed pretty close to where we were. There was a large group of them. Yeah. During times of the year, they'll, they'll flock together. So they are cavity nesters, and they can found, be found. Again, that's a good place to look for them, as if there are suitable nesting sites, including natural cavities and trees, think like old woodpecker holes or things like that. Um, they'll be there. And they've especially benefited from man-made nest boxes. They use various materials to construct their nests, including fine grasses, pine needles, and sometimes animal hair or feathers for lining them. The female chooses a mate based on the quality of the nesting cavity and the location instead of his physical traits. So good news if you're a male 
Mountain Bluebird, doesn't matter what your physique is or what you sound like or if you can dance. It matters if you can build a house. If you can keep them safe and cozy. Found a good location. Location, location, location. The female ticket typically does most of the nest building while the male assists by bringing nesting materials to the female. So they learn fast. Let her do the designing. Things go better. Yep. She's happy. We're all happy. So they are migratory birds with some populations moving southward during winter to areas with more favorable conditions. They are very social birds that often gather in small flocks, especially during migration or in winter roosts, which is what we saw. Male bluebirds are known for their beautiful song, which consists of melodious warbles and trills. They use their song to defend territories, attract mates, and they they don't want to confuse those two sounds. No, <laughs> very different. But when we saw them, we were outside for but about an hour. It was just it was a gorgeous day. Their songs were beautiful, and just watching them fly back and forth and interact with each other it was really fun. They are also known for their aerial displays where they perform swooping flights with fluttering wings to attract females or establish territories. So once they've paired up, they will typically breed once per year, and the breeding season starts in late spring or early summer. The females will lay a clutch of four to eight light or pale blue eggs, usually one egg per day. Then the female incubates the eggs for about 14 days. During this period, the male provides food for the female. Once the eggs hatch, both parents feed and care for the chicks, bringing them a diet of insects and other small invertebrates. The fledglings will leave the nest after about 20 days, but may stay near their parents for a few weeks until they become fully independent. Who's on the lookout for mountain bluebirds that aren't bird watchers? (laughs) The usual suspects, hawks, owls, and falcons. Um, Nest predation, you know, predators going for the nestlings and the eggs is also very common. Snakes, squirrels, raccoons, and other small mammals. But bluebirds often choose nesting sites strategically to minimize the risk of predation. And which, like Blaine talked about, with small cavities, um, small entrances, or using nest boxes that are harder for predators to gain access to. So they're clever birds. Yeah. If you live in their region, you might think about putting up a nest box to help them out. So as we talked, they they primarily feed on insects. So think like beetles, grasshoppers, crickets, caterpillars, spiders. And then occasionally when it's winter and things like that and they can't find those foods, then they might eat some fruits or berries if they can get access to them. They are skilled aerial hunters and often catch their prey in mid-flight or from perches. Um, Sometimes people call them kind of like fake kestrels because they can kind of look like they're hovering in air like kestrels do until they go down and catch their prey. They will sometimes forage on the ground, uh, searching for the insects in the grassy areas. So what are some of the fun facts that we found about these mountain bluebirds? They have very strong migratory instincts. Um, Some of their populations will take very long distance migrations, traveling as far south as Mexico during the winter months. They have a unique adaptation to help them digest their insect diet. They possess a muscular stomach known as a gizzard that grinds up hard insects' exoskeletons, allowing for better nutrient absorption. Insect smoothies. 
on the gizzard. <laughs> and they are monogamous during the breeding season. Mated pairs work together to raise their offspring and to defend their territory from intruders. They exhibit interesting behavior known as anting. They rub ants or other insects on their feathers, possibly to help control parasites or to spread chemical secretions that act as insect repellents. They're one of the birds that does that. There's a handful that will that do that. Despite their vibrant blue color, mountain bluebirds are not actually blue throughout their entire plumage. Their feathers contain microscopic structures that scatter incoming light, creating the blue appearance that we see. Similar thing to peacocks and pheasants, if I remember right. Conservation efforts, such as providing nest boxes, nest boxes and preserving suitable habitats, have been instrumental in increasing the population of mountain bluebirds. They have faced decline in the past due to habitat loss in competition with other cavity nesting species. So nest boxes have really helped them kind of resurge and grow their numbers. Which is awesome. They're often <laughs> associated with the arrival of spring in their breeding areas. Their return from migration is seen as a sign of the changing season and is eagerly awaited by bird watchers and nature enthusiasts. They're watching for those blue streaks. I wish that we had them here. They are just, they're so pretty and they were so fun to watch too. Yeah, we have hills, not mountains. You keep reminding us of that. <laughs> A bit of a snob being from the Pacific Northwest. The mountain bluebird is the state bird of Idaho and Nevada, representing the natural beauty and diversity of these regions. And these beautiful birds are highly valued for their aesthetic appeal and are a favorite subject for bird photographers and artists due to their striking blue plumage and graceful flight. You've probably seen a picture or artwork of one and maybe not realized that they are a common subject. So if you see them or hear them, let us know. We hope you feel inspired to be someone who is more aware of the nature around you. We also hope that you have enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. For more information about getting outdoors and to see our photos and videos of the wildlife we talked about, follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer and get outside daily. To ensure you don't miss a future episode, be a subscriber to our podcast. A new episode comes out weekly. If you really liked it and are willing, please be one of our favorite people and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. It helps spread the word so more can enjoy what is around them. And don't forget to tell your friends about what you've learned with us. Everyone wins when we spend more time with nature. You can find show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. Until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily to see what is around you and to get back to nature. <laughs>